This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Seven back. Welcome. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Glenn just filled out his uh, <laughs> his NCAA uh, March Madness bracket. You can check it out online. Uh, and then we're going to compare it to the president's. He did his annual ESPN thing. I take it. I didn't see it, but who did he pick? Kentucky. I, I didn't. I mean, you take the bold step of predicting Kentucky's going to win I this meant thing. I to stop in and watch him fill it out, and uh, mm-hmm. no, I did. You didn't. Yeah. You meant to. I am meant to. Because you you watch more television than anyone I've ever met in my entire life, so you couldn't make it to that one I could. show. I couldn't. You couldn't DVR. I missed it. I'm sorry. All right. Well, that's you right. want to get online and watch it now because I know you're very interested. I'm sure in, in what the president. Do you mean they put a clip like that online? Oh, I bet they would. Yeah. Put, <laughs> it'd be really unusual if they put really a clip of the president <laughs> online, wouldn't it? Be unusual. <laughs> You'd have to probably look really hard for it. Yeah, might be there. Some might be able to find. Try in the vast recesses of the internet. Might be hiding in some little corner somewhere. The dark web. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating because uh, he sucks. Uh, The president sucks not just at his job but also at predicting the uh, tournament bracket because he knows nothing about basketball. We all know that nothing. (laughs) He called them the Miami Heat's. A few years ago. He doesn't know anything well, about Well, he knows college, though. He knew the Penn State and Italy Lions. The Italy Lions. He did call that pretty pretty solidly. So... Can't blame him there. And he knows baseball. When he, when he said Kaminsky Park, mm-hmm. uh, which is the name of his favorite park where his favorite team plays. Well, they grew up loving them. Loving them. He used to walk by there every day. Now, could he name just one of the players? No, because he loves them all so much, plus the Chicago Cubs he loves. And he grew up loving them, even though he grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii, and Indonesia. So, I, I mean, this guy's complex. You can't pin him down to any one thing. No. Don't try. Don't even try. Uh, but uh, I think it's a foregone, to me, it's a foregone conclusion, Kentucky wins this thing. You think, I mean, is there, I guess there's always a possibility, because it happens a lot, but... 34 and 0, and I I don't see anybody beating Kentucky this year. Well, I, I was reminded recently in watching that Christian Leitner documentary that ESPN ran of Duke beating UNLV, which was one of the reasons UNLV why, like, was everyone hated them. 33 or 34 and 0. Were two, they, was right? it their undefeated year that they? I, I maybe thought, or maybe they'd been beaten once. I can't. Remember. There was one year they were undefeated. And I can't remember if that was the year they won or it was the year right before that. Um, but that was a. It looked like the best team. I mean, pro- mm-hmm. in my mind, probably the best team I've ever seen was that UNLV team. I mean, they were absolutely unstoppable those years, uh, except they were stopped once. Yeah, uh, and they and now they won the year. I think the 1991 is the year that they won. I can't. Maybe the yes, 91. Yeah. Is there a better? Then, was what was their record at the end of that year? They had losses that year, didn't they? 
Or was that the year that they went undefeated? They just went undefeated and went through the whole thing? Because they had won, they were undefeated going into the tournament, and then I feel like they lost in the tournament. But regardless, uh, we'll figure that out. Kentucky is undefeated right now, yeah. which does not happen very regularly. Uh, is, is there a better tournament team, though, than Duke? Those guys are always in the final. That's why board. everyone hates Christian Leitner. Always! Uh-huh. I, I, I don't hate teams just because they win. I don't either. They they won annoying games though, and, and they were annoying in that era. I did not like them at all. I hated them. I I'm definitely I, I one of the people. Know. I don't hated get them. that. Why? I am not in the minority. You put your this. finger on why? No. No. No one can. No I, one can. I, I think. Well, they were they were cocky. They yeah. were the team that you know they played annoying an annoying style of basketball to me at that time. Which was it was you know really like defense, winning, scoring yeah, more no. points than the other team. Uh, regular basis. I still hated them when they yeah. lost. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like North Carolina more. I grew up actually as a North Carolina fan. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why. You know, it's probably like their uniforms were cool or something. I don't know what the reasoning for that was. When I was really young, I liked North Carolina until I really got into basketball and picked kind of other teams that I liked. I, I, but I never had a home team in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they. Well, UConn, you had. I hated UConn, and I always hated. And UConn, UConn, by the way, when you were growing up, was not good. They were not good until they made that first with Tate George, those teams, Chris, uh, Chris yeah. Smith, um, those guys, and they made those runs uh, deep into the tournament when everyone all of a sudden pretended they liked UConn in the state. Of Connecticut for the first time, like mm-hmm. no one had ever mentioned UConn. They didn't even know where it was in Connecticut until they made it run in the tournament, and all of a sudden, everyone I knew was a huge UConn fan, even though they didn't even they'd never even heard of it at that. Up point. until that time, everybody thought stores was a place you went for groceries. Right? Yes. No. Right? It is not. It's apparently a <laughs> no, college. It's actually there. a college uh, town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> since then, of course, UConn's been on an incredible roll and has been really good uh, ever since. But Although this year they were not so much. The women's team is always good, though. Always. Sure. I did a um, bit when I worked when I did the morning show in New Haven, uh, Connecticut. I did a, a bit because the, the women's team was going to play the national championship uh, game and you know you want to see the excitement on campus and everything and I'm like so I'm like you know what? I'll go up with a little you know recorder and interview people and come up with a stupid funny bit you know that was my big idea at the time you know you interview people and you hopefully get them to say something stupid as they're drunk and celebrating mm-hmm. UConn women won the national championship game there was literally nothing going on at this campus no one was out no one was oh, around really? walking around campus. No one was at any of the bars. The, the bars day. were empty. No, that, that night, night. That night. That night after the game ended, I was walking around trying to interview people. There were no people. Were you in Hartford or stores? I was on the campus. Actually at stores. I was at, in, on the at campus. stores, yes. Jeez. It was unbelievable. One of my, one of my friends at the time had a friend <laughs> who went there. So uh, we, I was able to, like, you know, I mean, obviously you can go there whenever you want. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I knew where to go. I went to the... The, you know, the bar that the everyone goes to there. It mm-hmm. was dead. The whole <laughs> place was dead. And they had some phenomenal female teams. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the women's basketball team at UConn surpassed Tennessee, who used to be the gold standard. And, and now I think it's, it's UConn. I don't know how good they are this year. But, uh, I mean, they, they went 83 in a row. Yeah, something Without a like loss, that. something like that. I think they broke UCLA's record of 77 straight. Do you anyway. have? A, well, you tried to stall there for you, Jeffy. Do you have the president's picks yet? <clears throat> I'll take that as a. No, I was reading about the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> Do you want me to get the president? Yes, this no, is I'm the. Busy. We gave I'm you busy. four minutes. I'm busy. UNLV. That Duke beat them. That mm-hmm. was their only loss in two seasons. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they won undefeated the year before, yeah. right? And then, wow. yeah. 
I remember that. That was, that was I, so I wanted you and to win that. I all about that, man. Yeah. That's a, is that the shoot. one with Gilliam? They had, uh, uh, they had uh, those guys. Anderson Hunt and yeah. uh, what's his face? Uh, Greg Anthony and Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. And George Ackles. And, pretty pretty good team. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh uh, they had, those guys could score some points. big guy on there. Was that, a, that was a team that averaged over 100 points a game, right? They were right around there. Yeah, they could score. Does it some say, games. Jeffy, as long as you're reading about it, um, does it 45 say? 45 game win streak, seven. Jeez. I know. 45? Yeah. Yeah. It's Ooh, pretty good. Man. It's better than BYU's ever done. You mean this year? <laughs> I mean, now that you bring that up, should right. we discuss? We, we haven't actually discussed what happened uh, on this program. It's so awful. They, yeah, in, in a play in game. First of all, they shouldn't, have been in play they shouldn't have been in a play. I agree with you. But then it turns out they lose the play-in game, so maybe they should have been in the play-in game. That's how I'm justifying it in my mind and not being as pissed off as I should be about them being in a play-in game in the first place when they're ranked number 36 in the RPI, which is what they weight most heavily when they're choosing these teams. Uh, supposedly, the, uh, the selection committee is huge into the RPI because it, it takes into account your wins and losses, the quality of wins, the quality of the opponents, how tough was your schedule, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then they compile it, and they were 36th. But how, how are they one of the last four teams in? How are they, like, number 68 mentioned? No, it's ridiculous. And it's literally stupid. that's what they were, the last team mentioned. Wofford is in this tournament. BYU is the last team mentioned. So, anyway, they're in the play-on game against Ole Miss. They're both 11 seeds. Why would you have an 11 seed in a play-in game? What happened in the game, Pat? They lost. They did, but they, they lost. lost in a, a sort of spectacular fashion. In spectacular. <laughs> they were up by 17 at the half. I mean, yeah, but 17, 17 points can dissipate fast. <laughs> it did, believe me. It did. I mean, they were shooting the lights out in the first half, hitting threes. They, they shot better from three-point range during the game than they did from two-point range. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, they were 15 of 29 outside the arc. 15 of 29. Mm. There were 13 of 29 inside the arc. Unreal. <laughs> anyway, they so, lost 94-90. No, very, very disappointing. <clears throat> yes, I know. Uh, Obama picks Kentucky, of course. Yeah, uh, of who, course. Else, who else is in the final four? To beat Villanova. So two ones. Uh, he has uh, Kentucky. It doesn't say the final four. The picture. Oh, yeah, here it is. Now they got a whole video you got to sit through for oh, the okay. final four. All right, four. so All right. He's, got, he's got two number ones. Villanova was arguably not even a number one, really. I mean, they... Probably should have been a two seed, arguably, but oh, they're good though. Kentucky, they're Villanova, good. Arizona, Duke. That's his final four. Yeah. So Duke is a one, Arizona's a two. So he really went is out Duke on a, a one, there. or are they a two? Duke's a one. Are they? Mm -hmm. Wow. Pretty sure. I Did they it. win the ACC? No, they didn't win the the, the regular season or the tournament. Right. They still got a number. How one are they seed. a one? It's because they, they are it's, a, it's an unbalanced schedule as well. So they played all the tough teams yeah, in the in the conference. Oh, okay. Kind of like Villanova's a one. He picked ones. Yeah, it's one, 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 and two. Arizona's a two, right? That's the only one. He didn't pick Wisconsin. He picked Arizona over Wisconsin. So there you go. And I guess, you know, people get mad at us sometimes when I guess we're, we're news people, newsish people, um, current event people, and we're talking about sports, and that happens sometimes. However, sometimes it's really good. For example, mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith, who's known for talking about sports, 
kind of crossed the line the other way. And usually, uh, we've talked about this too. Usually, we hate that. It can be a disaster because they show their absolute stupidity and ignorance on every issue. Yeah. This is not the case. No. Here. And again, we had Stephen A. Smith uh, on the air. We played a clip of him, and we like Stephen A. Smith generally. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. You know. uh, he was on uh, the air and said something about how Chip Kelly, the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, was racist because. And again, he said he didn't say that, but he kind of insinuated it pretty strongly. And we were critical, but we both said we give him the benefit of the doubt because 99% of the time on, on this sort of stuff, he's really good. Uh, yeah. Here is an example of how good he is on this stuff. Think about, don't think about this as coming from a talk radio host or something. Think how difficult this must be as a guy who's an African-American who's you know, playing in a non-political arena on, a, on, a, on, a, on an average day who has to talk to people who don't follow politics, who don't know this stuff, to come out and say something like this is really difficult for Stephen A. Smith. Uh, but he continues to do it. Uh, here he is. He's talking at uh, Vanderbilt University, and uh, they're talking about uh, his vision for the future for African Americans. Watch. I have often said that from a political perspective, what I dream is that for one election, just Every black person in America vote Republican. Wow. Let me tell you why I feel that way. Mm -hmm. Because from what I've read, and I'm open to correction, but from what I read, Barry Goldwater is going against Lyndon B. Johnson. He's your Republican candidate. He is completely against the civil rights movement. Lyndon B. Johnson was in favor of yeah, eventually. What happens is he wins office, Barry Goldwater loses office, but there was a Senate, a Republican Senate, hmm. that pushed the votes to the president's desk. It was the Democrats who were against civil rights legislation. But because the Southern Dixon, right? So because Why that's important, I'll never the president, Lyndon B. Johnson, was a Democrat, mm -hmm. black America assumed. The Democrats before. Right. Okay. So he's setting up the premise here. Uh, in the in the uh, 64 election, you got Barry Goldwater running for president as the Republican candidate. He's anti-civil rights movement. Lyndon B. Johnson, who's supposedly pro-civil rights movement, he certainly wasn't always, fought hard against it at one time, as a matter of fact. But now, okay, he's, he's capitulated, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he's for it. But it was really the Republicans in the Congress, in the Senate and the House, that, that passed the bill, got him to his desk, and okay, yes, Lyndon Johnson signed it. But it was Republicans who were responsible for it, and it was Democrats who fought like hell against it the entire time. So that part of the story is right. Yes. He's essentially right on most every point. Democrats fought it hard. You got one of the guys who's who's with him that's saying, "Well, I was Southern Dixiecrats." So what? Yeah, yeah it's Southerners. So how the what? hell did the Democrats pull this off? In which they're able to know. say the Democrats who voted in this way were just not Democrats; they were Dixiecrats. And it's like I get that there's a group of them from the South who did this. However, you don't get to reverse history and say, no, "Oh, they weren't Democrats." No, oh, Democrats not. were great on this issue, except for the Democrats we don't want to admit were Democrats. Yeah, that's not, there's no distinction yeah. there. There's no Dixiecrat distinction. They were Democrats. Democrats, and this is how they voted. Yep. And more Democrats, percentage-wise, voted against civil rights legislation than for it. Uh, and and the, the reverse for Republicans. More Republicans voted for it than against it. And, of course, I don't know. One of the first uh, Republican names you might remember from history had a little bit to do with civil rights as well.
Who? Ablahan. Ansel Adams. No, that's the painter guy. Abraham. Abraham. The prophet Abraham. Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln did it. And you might know him as well. You might. But this is, I mean, just stop for a second before we go on because he goes on and really talks about why this is important. And it is. Such a vital thing. If for no other reason, African Americans should understand what he's about to say. I think this is a great point. It's a great point. But great just point. again, stop and think about how difficult this is. Uh, it is not easy for a guy, especially in sports media, mm -hmm. to come out here when you have a black president and start talking about black people should be voting for Republicans. And this is an almost impossible spot. And for him to take what he believes and whether you agree with it or not, come up and, and say this. Is a is something to be completely applauded, and it, it actually makes you think that you should like his uh, sports opinions more mm -hmm. because you realize the guy's going to say whatever the hell he wants. He doesn't care if he's going to say this; he'll say anything. Uh, he he is he's not going to be scared into an opinion, and he might be right wrong. Sometimes he might be wrong. Sometimes, but you know he has balls, and you, and you have to appreciate that. Let's watch one more on Stephen A. Smith. Uh, this is uh, talking about the effects of the way African Americans vote. Watch. He said it very quietly. Yeah. Apparently so quietly that nobody could hear what he was saying. Did he throw the mic down after the last time? Uh, he might know? have. He might have damaged the microphone, and um, now nobody. Yeah, we, we noticed that. <laughs> I'm being told in my ear. We have no we audio, have no audio. Um, out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What he goes on to say there is that because of that election in 1964, Democrats just assumed that Democrats... Or black people just assumed that Democrats were their friends. We're going to vote for them from then on. From then on, the most, uh, the highest percentage of the black vote Republicans have received in any election since is 15%. That's incredible. That's incredible. That is an incredible stat. So uh, here's the rest of what he had to say. Do you know that since 1964, the, the no. black Americans have given the Republican Party more than 15% of its vote? Here's what that means. Yeah, here's what, what it means. What means is one party, the black, black folks in America are telling one party, we don't give a damn about you. They're telling the other party, they're telling the other party, you got our vote. Therefore, you have labeled yourself Powerful. I mean, that is amazing. It's just, it's such, a, just a pragmatic way of thinking about it. Even if you, yep. you know, it's, it's so true. African Americans don't get anything from the Democrats because they don't have to do anything to get them. Right. They Why? don't have to address any of their needs. They don't have to care about any of their beliefs. All they have to do is show up. And until you give them an idea you might leave, you're never going to get any uh, anything. Uh, <laughs> and Republicans, you know, like, and again, like, you shouldn't be voting necessarily, obviously, like, I well, this is what I want. You should think about what's best for the country. Uh, and, 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 of course, but there are a lot of people that don't do that. 
Yeah. And uh, you, you have to be able to think just a little bit logically there to, to, to figure out that, hey, if I just blow these people off, even when they're making policies that actually help my community and I won't listen to them, what the hell is going to happen? That's what I like about it. Even if you're not, let's assume you're not and, and many people are not voting their principles, they're voting their interest. And Glenn's talked about this a lot. You're voting your interest. Okay, he's... Stephen A. Smith is going on that premise. He's not saying, okay, I, be principled voters. He's saying you're voting your interests. So this is not in your best interest to vote this way mm -hmm. because you've been voting this way so long that nobody cares what you think. They just know they have you, and he hates that, and so do I. Mm -hmm. And, and it'd be great if people listened to him. So MSNBC is uh, debating this Starbucks thing and, you know, the the debate on race that you want to have with your barista at Starbucks, which is one of the dumbest ideas ever. But, of course, an MSNBC guest thinks it might be messy, but it's necessary. This is good stuff that we're going to have this discussion. Mm. Let's have the discussion because we haven't had the discussion yet. No. So let's have it at Starbucks with uh, the snot-nosed 20-year-old behind the counter, because I'm sure they have some really profound thoughts on uh, on the racial divide in this country. And I want to hear them. I really do. But anyway, they're debating that. And uh, something very, very interesting uh, crops up on the Chris Hayes Show. When somebody picks my pocket, I'm not going to be chasing him down so I can figure out whether he feels like he's a thief deep down in his heart. I'm going to be chasing him down so I can get my wallet back. I don't care what he is, but I need to hold him accountable for what he did. And that's how we need to approach these conversations about race. Treat them like they took your wallet and focus on the part that matters. I can't I can't not tease uh, Jay about the kind of like brother way he was trying to talk and, you know, like, hey, with the rap music in the background and like oh, down a, with I'm, the people. I'm a rap guy. Yeah. I know, but it's kind of, it's another interesting, funny thing about race. Like, there would be some people that feel that you co-opted something like that, and other people might feel like, well, that's his background, and that's really cool, too. Yeah, well, These are conversations, you Yo, like, you know, yeah, if somebody takes my wallet, I mean, it's really interesting since it's you were talking that way to me. It's also because I'm actually black, but you assumed otherwise, and this is the sort of awkwardness see? we can look forward see? to. In <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That is embarrassing. Uh, she acts like she knew it the whole time. Oh, See? absolutely. See, that's what I'm saying. My it, point was. My point was that you're yes. black, but people would, some people would say that you co-opted blackness, but you you didn't, because, but I'm glad I brought that out for you to say that you're black so other people would know that you're not co-opting the black thing because you're wow. actually black. <laughs> Chris Hayes actually handles that pretty funny. He just laughs at her. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, wow. What um, a moment. I, I was, uh, is this, uh, I think this is a clip from Kramer yeah, yesterday. Uh, this is, uh, I was watching this interview uh, as it was happening. Uh, with the, He had the Starbucks CEO on. Now, of course, Kramer mm -hmm. gets CEOs on all the time because he's talking the business side. I guess Starbucks is in damage control mode at this point. Obviously, this has gone really badly for them so far. Uh, yeah, it's, it's shockingly, no. yes. It has not been well received from, I mean, you would expect us to mock it. To be perfectly mm -hmm. honest, uh, but everybody, but is. everybody's mocking Everybody. it. I mean, I mean, it's a colossally stupid idea. Colossally stupid, even for people who you know think you know we haven't had a racial discussion in this country, which is bizarre because all we hear about 
all the time is our racial differences. Is all, especially the last six years. But honestly, like you know, we had, there was a point where we really needed to have a racial conversation, and we had it, mm-hmm. and lots of it was fixed. It's never going to be perfect, but it was uh, gone a pretty a pretty good distance there. Uh, and now we're at the point where just people bring it up because they think it's popular, uh, you know, and large to a large extent. Here is uh, the Starbucks CEO on with Kramer. And to be honest, there were some people who said, Howard, this is not a subject we should touch. This is not for you. This is not for a company. This is for someone else. I reject that. Of course you do. I reject that completely. Completely. Because we can't leave this for someone else. What can we do to create more empathy, more compassion, more understanding, not only within our own Mm -hmm. company, Mm -hmm. but how can we do it so that we elevate that sense of humanity inside our stores with our customers? Right. And ask our own people, you, our Starbucks partners, sure, to, facilitate partners to facilitate a conversation. And perhaps conversation. we could do something that sure. would be catalytic when for the country. No what All if we were to write Race Together on every Starbucks cup? Right. And that what facilitated a conversation between you and our customers. Wow. And what if our customers, as what a result if? of that, had a renewed level of understanding and sensitivity about what the if, issue? What if they did, Howard? And they themselves would spread that to their own sphere of influence. Mm, that's beautiful. Now, some of you may be that's uncomfortable doing this. No. And if you are, who would? you have no mandate no, for me to do no it. No mandate. Just bow out. You just don't have bow. to. Do you don't have to. And if a customer doesn't want to receive a cup then what? that says race together on it, right. then either then give them another beverage them another or just beverage. replace their cup. Replace the cup. Give them another beverage. But let me tell you something. Mammy, let me tell you something. Uh, only Starbucks could do You can't leave this for somebody else. No. Only Starbucks could do this. This can't be done by Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A cannot handle this. You can't leave this to somebody else. The government can't do it. People can't do it. The U.N. can't do it. Only Starbucks, the coffee company, can handle this. He couldn't leave it to somebody. This was his responsibility. This is his responsibility. The guy who makes the, the, the petite guy scones. who makes the scones and the, and the delicious lemon squares. Mm. And the rich, deep, rich coffee with... Caramel in it. Oh no, the cranberry oh, bliss bars. Man, so good. Oh my gosh, these are good. So thank you, Howard. Thank you. Yeah. Because imagine, imagine if there's no race. If the, imagine, imagine there's no heaven. It isn't hard to do. There's no heaven above us. There's no the sky that's blue. I don't so, remember you know, that this, line. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that line at all. That's weird. There's nothing to kill or die for, oh. and there's no religion too. Oh, you know what yay. I mean? Let's imagine that. Let's uh, have that yeah. conversation, Let's have too. That. Yeah. Let's do. It's easy if you try. Imagine no possessions. It's easy, it's easy if, you if, you can. if you can. But, of course, anything is easy if you A brotherhood of man. But, wait, isn't anything easy if you can? If you can do it, you've already done it. So that obviously <laughs> you can do it. Um, uh, <laughs> that obviously wasn't the Kramer right. clip, by the way. That's, we had that clip for radio, I guess, but was, this is a different clip. He kind of said mm. a lot of the same similar things. Though that one, it seems to be directly talking to his employees, yeah. which is kind of and his his he had that same sort of out with Kramer, which is like, look, we don't you don't have to do it if you're uh, one of these uh, people, barista. You don't have to take the cup. Like, really, I'm going to go through the please remake my drink because you wrote race together on the cup. Who's going to do that? I actually, if I went in there, would do it because I, I would, would be so it. annoyed with them, and I'd want them. I want them to waste the drink. No, don't pour it in another cup. Remake. The drink. Mm-hmm. Remake <laughs> the drink. Pour that one out. So this won't be 
these won't be company cups already done by the company. No, that's you got to write it on there. Yeah, I mean, look well, at the they different write your names handwriting. on the. Yeah, they write. Oh, name. that's true. So. That's true. And then they also have to write race together now, and and then you get to talk. It's about not it. a mandate, though. It's you not a mandate. You right. could just it's bow out. You could just bow out of it. Bow it's, out. So, it's just so stupid, and and obviously ha would have absolutely no effect on anything. Yes. That's what's the most frustrating thing. Look, if they could come, if you could come up with a way of writing something on a cup that would solve all racial problems in the United States, I'd be for it. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It does not work either, which makes it I that totally much more reject that. I I completely reject that, Stu. Uh, a lot of people say, leave this to somebody else. No. No. We can't leave it to somebody else. We can't. Only Starbucks. Only Starbucks. Only the, the woman on this cup who happens to be, she's apparently, not, she's, not, she's not there. She's not there anymore. But only Starbucks. <laughs> she left to solve racism. Otherwise, you would leave it to, say, um, I don't know, Wendy's. And they can't handle it. No. You got some redheaded chick up there with pigtails. She can't do this Need? discussion. No way. No, only Starbucks. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents to come. What's going to let the McDonald's clown? Do no, it? no, you're not. No. You're not going to turn to Ronald McDonald for this. You're the, the Burger King. No, it. the Hamburglar. No, Hamburglar going to get that done. No, he's no, not. He's a criminal. No, he's not. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a freaking criminal. Mayor McCheese. Damn freaking guy. Politicians can't do this. Politicians can't do this. They can't. Quite an adventure yesterday, test driving some Tesla cars. I'm not sure why they came. I think for Glenn's uh, show. Just for Glenn's show, I guess. And uh, so um, even even though this show was in progress, uh, we took advantage of it as well. Oh, yeah. I just ran out right in the middle of the break. That was really fun. Um, but I I almost didn't do it. I almost I almost thought, all right, I'm going yeah, to skip it. And then at the last second, I thought, nah, I'm going to go out there. And so there's there's the car. Uh, that we took a test test drive in, and uh, it this thing it's first of all it looks great, and you you look at this thing and white is not my favorite color of car it's just kind of bland. Boring. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I you wouldn't know. get a white one, but it still uh, but look good. Black or red, and I've seen these in both. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. They're really head turning cars. They're sleek. They're sexy. They're really cool. Yeah, and under that hood there is just storage space. There's no engine. It's weird. Very strange. It's really uh, weird. You open the hood, and it's trunk space. Yeah. Um, we actually have some footage of us attempting uh, to uh, to uh, hit zero, go zero to sixty in three point two seconds yesterday. Out on the test track. Yeah, this is a te now. It's going to look like a, a main road, and that's that's. There's something <laughs> it's going to look a lot like the road that's right in front of this it's kind building. Kind of the beauty yeah. of the but test it's track. Not. It's well, not. that's yeah. the thing. It's a yeah. CGI situation. Right. Uh, with we the did test it in track. front of a test track green screen, mm -hmm. and then green screened in the police station that's just down the road. Oops. <laughs> um, uh, so here is uh, here is some footage of um, me, Pat, and Jeffy uh, trying out the Tesla. There's so much going on here. Yeah, so you have media here, mm -hmm. navigation, personal calendar, energy tracker, surfing the web, <laughs> rear-facing camera, or phone. Internet, radio, all that. Yep. The media has internet, radio, AM, FM, Bluetooth. All right, zero, sixty, and three seconds. Here we go. Oh! <laughs> 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 wow. 
like roller coaster. So I'll take two. Uh, uh, what color is gonna? Be? Yeah. <laughs> One of those is mine, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Put your foot on the brake. Yeah. yeah. And now the car's on. Oh, you just put a step on the brake and it turns on? Yes. Wow, you can't even hear it turn on. Okay, and then what do I do to? Okay. Pull it down into reverse. Yep. So now you're in drive. Up. There. Reverse. Yep. Okay. We do that camera. Oh my God! Well, take it back. We don't want it. Damn near American. You guys ready? Yep. No, just punch it all the way down. You ready for it? Oh, that wasn't a punch. <laughs> a lot of current. <laughs> that was the weakest one, Jeffy. Punch it down. All right, here we go. Totally worth it. Yep. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you just swear? Is that what? <laughs> Jeffy, you didn't uh, you didn't really punch it. You was you wussed out. Why? No. Were you afraid? Were you scared? Yes. Yeah. I would so actually like to go back and look at the zero to sixty because you could see the speedometer on yours. You could. Uh, it was blocked on mine. I was will, looking for it. You could see. Well, it's a little. At least it was a little blurry. Um, but you can see the number. I would like to see what the time is on that. Did not. It felt faster it, than three point two seconds. But yeah, maybe it did. It, it felt instant. No. It felt like you were instantly going 60 miles an hour. Really, really cool. Uh, yeah. Big announcement today from Elon Musk. It's, it's today or tomorrow? I thought it was tomorrow. It's today. Is it? Uh, oh, it's today, Thursday it's, already? It's already happened, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, what was it? He told the media uh, there's a, you know, he calls it range uh, anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and now the first thing that he announced was range assurance application, which, according to him, will make it impossible to run out of range with the Model S sedan unless you intentionally do so. The app communicates with Tesla's supercharger network and warns you if you're in danger of running out of range. Then it finds the closest supercharger. Well, I mean, okay, it finds the closest. What if the closest one is 100 miles away and you've only got five minutes left? That doesn't, that's not impossible to run out. Well, maybe they alert you when they're... It is. They would alert you earlier than. Yeah. That. The second is a trip planner, which will integrate the supercharger network with the network of the Model S on the road. Feature will optimize long-distance trips for drivers, so you know when you're supposed to go. And if you ignore it, yeah, you'll run out. But hopefully, you won't. But I mean, still, <clears throat> I mean, it does tell you where you could potentially go and and get a 30-minute charge or a 45-minute charge or whatever. It's still kind of inconvenient. I don't oh. want to have to do that. I'd like the thing to go 400 miles on a charge, and then I'd like it to, to charge back up in about 10 or 15 minutes. When they can do that, I'd love to have one. Yeah, I think the, the two things you need are a way to basically, in the time that it's, you, you stop for gas, to have a full tank Now, of gas. apparently they have that. There <laughs> are do. some places mm -hmm. where you can, you can go to a place, and for 80 bucks, they swap out the battery yeah. within two minutes. Uh, there's some little robot that comes, takes out, because it, it's a 1,700-pound battery. 
1,700 pounds. But they take, so you can't just do this on your own. But a robot takes it out, puts in the new one, and apparently that can be done in about two minutes, which is right. so that's less than the time of a fill-up. Really. Good. And, of course, then, though, you're not getting the benefit of your not having to stop for, you know, your, your $80, right. $80 fill-up is more than it would cost you to fill up a normal car for, true. for, for gas at this that's point. That's true. However, if you're, you know, long trips don't happen that often. Most of the time you'd still be in electricity. The other thing is they need to be ubiquitous to some degree. You can't have two between in a 400 mile drive there needs to be 50 in that area you know right and it, until right. that happens it's going to be hard for these things to take off but it's like tesla can't build an entire network by themselves they need to partner right. at some point with you know sunoco i'm sure they, they're working 7-eleven they have yeah. to and they it's like to. if you could find like yeah 7-eleven is a, it's a great example it's even something mm -hmm. that isn't a gas station you know something yes. like a uh, you know something like mcdonald's you know what i mean you, you yeah. have something like Walmart. that Walmart, yeah, Walmart. I mean, I, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the and there's some of these stations around. There, the um, the place I go for pancakes sometimes on the weekends uh, has a electric car charging there's one station. Not far from um, the house. There have I've never seen one car in it. There, no one parks there. So in essence, it's essentially a giant waste of money for whoever does it. Mm. That's why Tesla is doing it themselves. But they're saying so they're giving it to you for free. You can go in there and get your 30-minute uh, uh, charge, which will give 80% of your battery life, and you can get it for free if you stop at one of these uh, supercharger mm. stations. I actually cool. saw a car at the charging station the other day. Did you? At the one by my house. Yeah, there was one car. What uh, was it, it was a like, Tesla or a Leaf? Or? No, it was, uh, it, was like, it was actually a government car. It was an investigator car or something with some water. And, of course, that, those are the only ones they're selling because the government's buying them even though they're, they're at ridiculous yeah. you know. Prices. But I'm with Pat, though. When you can, when you can travel 400 miles, mm -hmm. when you can mm -hmm. recharge it in 15 minutes, when you mm -hmm. can get my cost down to $25,000, I'm buying one. If you, honestly, <laughs> well, just those 25 things. grand made it. Oh, did I add one? You're, you're not going to get that speed out of 25 grand. <laughs> you're not but going, they're to. going Tesla is doing this the right way. They're building the high-end yeah. high ones first making money getting the buzz off the you know people who can afford it and yeah. then they're slow the, the model s costs significantly less than the uh, roadster did um which was their first car um and it's getting cheaper and cheaper i think by the time they're they are planning very much to get a thirty forty thousand dollar car out there and when that happens you know i mean look it's hard for me to be positive about tesla because I, as much as i love them i can't stand the government credit that they that each car. I mean, we're, you think you're not buying a Tesla? Yes, you are. Every single time one of them is purchased, you're handing them $7,500 of your tax money. Um, so you, it is that like I don't like that policy at all. And there's a lot of things about that that drive me crazy. But you know, I don't like the policy that the Cowboys Stadium was built with taxpayer dollars either, and it's still freaking impressive. We can all admit that it's freaking impressive. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's mm -hmm. the way, you know, I, I look, if, if this, it's still too expensive to me, I think. I, you know, it's, it, it's worth it, though. It's supercar performance. It's supercar performance. It's just a matter of long trips is one, and still you're, you're up in the six-figure range. And that's, uh, you know, there are certain things I can justify in my life. Spending money on cars is one of them. Mm -hmm. However, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the, the real upper end of this, 135000 Yeah. That's a lot of freaking money. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I mean, that's more that. money than Jeff has made in ten lifetimes. You can I'm out. travel. I'm out. You can travel like for two hours yeah. without needing yeah, to charge. You can. Yeah, and yeah. then you still have to deal right. with the hassles. Yeah, it's like no, it's one thing if you're buying a ten thousand no. dollar car and there are hassles. It's another thing if you're buying a hundred thirty thousand. If I got yeah, this and I, I, did, I just decided, okay, look, I'm going to only take this to work and back. 
and I'm going to plug it in every night. I'm going to take it to work and back. It'll be fine for that. Yes, it will. And I'm never going to take this on a long trip. I'm you gonna... may even be able to get away with charging it every other day. You know, then maybe oh, you don't care. Yeah, you, oh, once yeah, a week. you could. Yeah. No, because they're saying 280, and there's no way you get 280 out of that. Uh, they say that's what you get. I would tend to agree with you, especially in Texas when you're running air conditioners and such. You're not going to yes. come anywhere close to that. And they but had still, that regenerative braking. Yeah. You which, turned that off because that drove me crazy. I didn't like that either. And you could turn it off, but you're going to lose battery charge with that battery. Yeah, the regenerative braking is interesting. That drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't like it either. Basically, it's when you take your foot off the gas in a normal car, you glide, right? Mm -hmm. You just kind of mm -hmm. you know coast. In this, it puts a little friction on it. So when you let go, you can kind of feel the car slowing down a little bit. Um, and what it's doing is it's adding, it's using that friction to add power back into the battery. So you're actually getting a little bit extra life out of the car by doing that. But it doesn't feel like, a, like no. it, it feels like you like have your foot on the brake a little bit. Or you're like you left the emergency brake on just a tad. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I don't like the feel of it. I, apparently, I've heard you can turn it off. Though. We shut it off on my ride. Mm -hmm. You did? Yeah, because I was asking her about it. And she goes, oh, yeah, you could just shut it off. And we shut it off on the pad. Easy. Easy. But you're going to lose charge with it. Yeah. I mean, you're losing distance. Yeah, and then it's like the last, and then you'll have to charge it. But right. still, even if you get, I mean, for the average person, and Jeffy, um, if you don't know, uh, actually lives in New Mexico. Um, <laughs> but uh, for the average person, then it can be to work. It's, you know, <laughs> if you're going 20 miles each way, you figure you're about, let's say, 40 or 50 miles a day. Uh, on average, you could easily get through three or four days probably yeah. on a charge. And, and, and honestly, why wouldn't you just charge Good. it when you go? You're not going to use extra electricity when it's full. Right. But, I, I mean, it's mm. phenomenal. Yeah, it, it you can't even hear it turn on. It's so, and you know this if you've ever driven an electric car, but it's, it's that kind of thing where, and Elon Musk uh, isn't faking it because he's like, we spent all these years trying to make cars more quiet. Now I'm going to artificially make noise yeah, with it? No, because no. other cars are doing that, Camaro, Corvette. They've gotten it to the point where it's so quiet in some of these trucks that people like the roar of that they've asked them to artificially add it back in. <laughs> But they don't do that with this. And so you can't even hear the car turn on. And when it takes off like it does, there's just kind of a like a space-age whine to it. Yeah. Like, a, I don't know, a Star Wars kind of feel. It's But you really can see cool. in the footage how fast, I mean, that. Yeah. Yeah, but the footage didn't give you the impression that you get when you're driving that no, thing when you're not. actually in no. it. It's pretty amazing. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. I mean, the one thing that does give that uh, vibe in the footage is that he can't keep the camera straight. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you hit yeah. that thing, it just the camera goes to the ceiling. And so you just don't, you can't do it. You know what's going to happen with this Tesla thing? I mean, here we are getting all excited about it. What's going to happen is it's going to be cost prohibitive to install all the charging stations, all the batteries and all the different locations to switch them out. Nobody's going to cooperate on this. It's going to take a little and it's going to go away. It's going to go away. This is why you need somebody, again, like Elon Musk to do yep. it, because he's got so much money, he doesn't necessarily care I guess, care so. if they I guess he's willing to continue to just pump this out. But the company is now valued at $25 billion. I mean, companies that are valued really at $25 Tesla billion dollars don't just you typically wow. just roll away. Wow. It can happen. Obviously, Enron, it happened. Uh, there's been many times it has happened, but... Uh, you know, mm -hmm. they're so favored by the government and everything else, it's hard to see it happening. And by the way, again, 
I completely oppose that. Uh, as, as great as the Tesla is, they should not be getting all this treatment. I don't mm -hmm. care. They should not be getting a $7,500 credit. They should not be getting all these tax breaks for this. I mean, they should be able to, they should have to compete just like everybody else. Um, sadly, you know, our government does things like this. I mean, think about this. This is a $100,000 car. If you're a person, this is a group of people that, that uh, complain about income inequality all the time. And yet they're giving $7,500 tax credits to people who are buying mm -hmm. six-figure cars. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. The, the average mm -hmm. Prius uh, uh, driver, this goes back uh, years now, uh, but when that first came out, the average Prius driver was making $106,000 a year. And they were buying it because they want to look green and whatever, you know, whatever reason they want to do it, which is you know, up to them. However, all the tax breaks still went to the Prius driver. It's like you're giving money to rich people so that they can prove that they're green with no environmental benefit at all. Uh, and, you know, the income inequality people all support it. It's agonizing. It's amazing. Uh, another thing that's agonizing, this is the five-year anniversary, uh, the fifth anniversary of Let's Move. From the Obamas. Wow. And yeah, no, five there's no fat people left. No fat people. No fat people. Except here. Except this Jeffy. Uh, and it's only, only because he refuses to listen. Well, here's your chance now, Jeffy, because Michelle Obama has a five-year anniversary challenge for you from Let's Move. And here it is. I should listen. Hey, everybody. I'm oh, so excited to talk to you about everybody. the fifth anniversary of Let's Move. It's a nice tablecloth. And our theme this year is <laughs> Celebrate, Challenge, Champion. We're going to celebrate all the tremendous progress we've made because of people oh, like oh, Another staged. Oh, God. So What's stupid. going on here? Well, What's going on we here? are celebrating a big anniversary. Uh, oh, what, what exactly are we celebrating? It's been five right? years since we launched Let's Move. This is so Let's good. Move. That's exactly what I was going to say we were celebrating. Uh, so what's on tap for this year? Well, for starters, I'm going to ask folks across the country to give me five. I want kids, parents, maybe even a few celebrities to give me five ways to be healthy. For example, they can eat five new veggies or do five jumping jacks or push-ups or find a way to work five new healthy habits into their daily routine. Well, even I've got time for that. That's the do point. Do you? So everybody, give me five. Tweet it, vine it, Instagram it, Facebook it, it with the hashtag Gimme Five. Get off my screen. And then pass screen. on the challenge to someone. Vine it. Get off of my screen with your vine it. Shut up. That's halfway to a push up. Ooh, that's all I have to say. Yeah, that is just awful. Shut up. Oh that makes my me, that makes me ill. Shut up. That makes me physically ill. Oh, the acting gosh, is so awful. Horrific. What do you think? Hey, but vine it, guys. Let's vine it together. Yuck. <laughs> Well, apparently the worst president to ever live is apparently considering going around Benjamin Netanyahu and doing an end run around him, heading to the U.N. 
to uh, force Israel into peace talks with the Palestinians. That's good news. That comes from some hardcore right-wing source. Uh, the, you know, it does. The Blaze probably it, reported it. it. it uh, well, foreignpolicy.com. Foreignpolicy.com. Makes you wonder if uh, Benjamin, Benjamin may have uh, known that this was in the works if he mm -hmm. were to win, which is why he doubled down prior to the election. Yeah. Maybe. Just to put it in uh, I love that he, our he did administration's that face. Uh, ben Shapiro had a great article today um, about Netanyahu's victory in Israel. The Republicans here, the conservatives here, should use this. I mean, forget Republicans. <laughs> conservatives should use this as a model because he was so forthright in his approach to the election. He didn't, you know, he didn't back off. He didn't say, oh, well, okay, maybe, because his opponent was to the left of him. He didn't go towards his opponent. He kept going his own way, and he made it clear what his own way was, and he doubled down on tough policies like, no, there's not going to be a Palestinian state. Sorry. Nope. I mean, that's amazing. Right before the election, you're taking a huge chance because your, your opponent is saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to negotiate with these guys. We're going to... We can do a two-state solution. No, that'll work out pretty good. We'll work with the U.N. and the United States of America to find a solution if it works for everybody. We'll get back part of Jerusalem. We don't need it all. Race yes, together. It's capital. Yeah, right. There's a lot of nations be willing to give up their own capital city. I'll bet you the Americans would give up Washington to to somebody and be able to share Washington, D.C. with uh, some other foreign power make it their capital city as well as the United States capital city? Uh, it'd be interesting. Uh, maybe we, we can do that. No. He said no Palestinian state. So Shapiro writes uh, that here, here are the five key things that Netanyahu proved are keys vic to victory. Build around a personality. His speech to Congress was uh, the latest indicator that he was a world leader ready to face down the most powerful people in the world, including Iran and our president. Don't back down from a fight. Netanyahu's U.S. ambassador, Ron Dermer, knew that Netanyahu was dramatically at odds with President Obama. Uh, when Dermer negotiated an appearance by Netanyahu before the joint uh, session, Ob and uh, Obama retaliated by refusing to see him. Netanyahu didn't back down. He didn't apologize. He didn't say, no, okay, I won't come. Uh, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. He did it anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, he also, as I mentioned, doubled down on no Palestinian state, which is huge. Energize your grassroots. Uh, call out the opposition. On election day, Netanyahu let loose with a video explaining that the right-wing government is in danger. Arab voters are going in mass to the polls. This is something we never do. Conservatives never do this. They never say, look, the opposition is sending busloads of people to the polls they're going to poor neighborhoods they're trying to get people who don't know the issues necessarily and they're taking them to the polls and they're going to vote get out and vote so he did this and uh he said that the left wing were bringing them on buses the joint arab list made a similar announcement earlier in that day so he went right after the opposition and then stick to your issues and he did all of that uh, it was it was a brilliant strategy and it worked. And you know, I hope Ted Cruz learns a lesson from that because I'd like to see him become our next president. But as far as what Obama is doing, um, it, there's, they're pretty much making no bones about it that they're pissed that he won the election. ABC News correspondent said it, it was clear 
that the administration was um, greatly disappointed or wildly disappointed, something to that effect, that Netanyahu won. Um, but uh, Obama's talking now about going to the U.N. Security Council and put Israel on the spot at the U.N. Uh, wow. I mean, that is amazing because we have for decades been blocking what the U.N. is trying to do to Israel. Uh, and we're the only ones who do that. So now that we're the ones going to the U.N. and trying to force Israel into a position they don't want... Where is Israel supposed to go with this? Very true. Uh, and really just one part of a pretty uh, consistently um, dirty administration. Uh, you know, when they want something, they just do whatever they have to do to get it done. And uh, this happens here. It, ha it happens, uh, I mean, it happened with net neutrality as well. Yeah. Blaze has a great story uh, about um, the FCC commissioner uh, said Wednesday that the agency could choose to regulate Internet rates under net neutrality um, which is weird because it stands in stark contrast with what one FCC senior official told the Blaze just last week. Just last week, they said that uh, they could uh, not do this. Now they're saying they could if the agency deems the rates are unjust or unreasonable, which, of course, is the government is always good at judging what is reasonable. We've seen that over the years. Always really good themselves at that. Yeah, there's uh, no doubt about that. Yeah. Oh, really? No doubt okay, about there's that. No, there's no debate? No. Science uh, consensus? Settled. Mm -hmm. It's settled. Uh, this is the FCC commissioner that uh, made that admission. She's the one that told him last week, yeah, that can't be done. Now she said, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like these people. A senior FCC official told the Blaze <laughs> the rules state very Wait, plainly that they're... Throw that out there? Yeah, I'm going to. What are the rules state plainly? I know, but... Can you, can you wait no. until I finish this No, I can't, because Banks can't be allowed just to throw that out. <laughs> a senior FCC official responded by saying the rules state very plainly that there will not be rate regulation. Now, what were you saying, Jeffy? Nothing. <laughs> now you've hurt his feelings. Now Sorry, hurt his feelings. I, I, I apologize deeply. Oh. I really, okay. No, I care about you <laughs> and what you think about things. That's my top really? priority. Yeah. I mean, we, there are a couple of other priorities ahead of it, um, some and all. But outside of that, some some priorities and all and priorities, all priorities? Uh -huh. are ahead of of Jeffy's feelings. Okay, <laughs> as you may have known. But I'm at the top this program. Mm -hmm. We are at the top of that sub the sub list, <laughs> which you're the only one in it. All other issues are on one main list, and then you're huh. on a sub list. Below all that, you, you get, you get mm -hmm. the, at the very bottom. Yeah, you, you get mm -hmm. all the everything, other, and then and then him. And then, okay, all right. Down here. Down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's done a ways. <laughs> other than that, you're in pretty good shape, I would say. It was mm -hmm. too cool. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I like this too from our president, whom again, I don't like these people, uh, and this is another reason why. Uh, here's what Obama said about about his Obamacare predictions. Uh, you're going to like that. And the rights Obamacare predictions. Yeah, you're going to enjoy this. If Republicans believe we should adhere to a set of abstract principles, even though they hurt the middle class, mm -hmm. then they should make the case. Uh, they have. 
Show us. Prove, prove it to they us. They don't mean that. hurt the middle class. If they believe it's time to end the social contract that sustains so many of us, there is no the basic bargain of shared sacrifice and shared responsibility, own that. it didn't and make the argument. Never argued that. They, you can't credibly claim that this vision is about helping working families get ahead. Yes, we can, and we have, and we will. budget's a path to prosperity. And we have, it's the same argument I'm health care. It was one thing for them to argue against Obamacare before it was put in place. Every prediction they've made about it turned out to be wrong. No, oh, no. my God. Gosh. So you, it's working better than even I expected. But it doesn't oh, matter. Good golly. Good man is I told you you were going like to like Evidence be damned. Oh. There's no way he can believe It's still that. a disaster. Well, why? We've told you about it. We do stories about it every day. Every day. I a mean, disaster. The, is, the, budget the man they, is completely delusional. The, the man is freaking psychotic. All right, path to prosperity. He's, he's a psychotic for those who liar. Prosper. Oh my gosh! There's he's plenty a, more. That's one of the. He's most. a psychotic liar. It is. I mean, he's pathological. He's got a disease. There is something radically wrong with him. That is okay. That was too much to take. That pushed me over the break. That's too much. I can't. That, why did you show me that? You can't show me that. That, that actually you makes me want to ban video from him. I mean, it, I know you get nothing out of. I want to go back in time and unsee what I just saw. You get nothing out of that. I, I want to unhear what I just heard. Such an incredible—it's as if I—I opposite. And I, I'll tell you this, including Jeffy, by the way. I've never met a person in my entire life that could say something like that with a straight face. No, I've I know. never met. I know. I've never interacted That's with one person in my entire life. He is a pathological liar. Something is serious. He's got some sort of disease. He's absolutely. I'll bet you he could. Pa I'll bet you he could pass a polygraph test. I'll bet you could ask him if his name is Dave. He could say yes, and it wouldn't register on the graph. I bet you could I'll ask him if his name is Barry, is. and he would. Oh wait, it is. <laughs> Forgot it is. So that might not. Fit that in one might not. The point I was well. making. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe you didn't know what kind of point yeah, I was actually I, making I there, but um, uh, it, it's that, that is the exact opposite is true I mean, literally everything we said about obamacare has come to pass everything he said about it was a lie and then he has the nerve to if you like your doctor you can keep your doctor if you like your insurance <laughs> you can keep your insurance mm -hmm. All of for five to eight million people that turned out not to be true. Savings, twenty-five hundred dollars uh, savings, mm -hmm. gone. And the prices are going up. They're skyrocketing. People's uh, premiums are going up. Their deductibles are going up. The amount that insurance companies are paying are going down. Why? Because everything we said about it is true. When you insure people who have pre-existing conditions, and you must, then the rates have to go up because. They've already got something wrong with them. Of course, I'm going to be paying for that. So your rates are going to go up. You're paying for the people who are sick now. Yeah. God, it's I, hard to even. Uh, I mean, on and on. I, I'd have to go back through our notes of everything we said. But all of it was true. You have to sit back and, and wonder. Wow. You watch something like this and you see people who are seemingly cheering him on in the audience. And you wonder if there's any point in these debates. I know. I mean, they're he, so it stupid. does The people are so matter. stupid. The man will say anything it's in, in, incomprehensible it's as if he it's as if all of us are on fire and he's telling us everything's fine yeah it's that bad of it a is. lie it and is. for him to come out and say that with a straight face shows he's that i mean that's the behavior of a psychopath 
It it's, is. It's a behavior of someone who Seriously has is. absolutely no conscience and no connection to what human beings do in their normal interactions with other human beings. I mean, you could say, you could say, look, it's working. It, it wasn't it, as bad as we thought. It was not as bad as they thought. It's it, we've insured a lot of people. Now, do they want to take that insurance away from the people we've insured? There, yeah, those, you know, that's an argument you can make. Yeah, it's not yeah. the argument he's making, but it's, it's an not. argument you can make. You can, you can use, use his nine million figure. Okay, fine. I, I, that's a total lie as well. Yes. Use your nine million. Nine million people have insurance that didn't have it before. I mean, I don't do think, they want but, to take it away from? You can say that kind of stuff, but this is pathological. This is un. Unbelievable. Even from him. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable. This is uh, uh, maybe the best thing you can take out of this. If you're a person who watches The Blaze, wow. you listen to talk radio, you're up on this stuff, you read, you know, words. I think even just that level, you'd know that's a lie. But it, if you're an informed person, you have to realize that this guy is around the country saying this sort of, sort of crap all the time. And mm -hmm. to realize that, you know, you're not... You're not going against people who have any information. The fact that he could come out there and confidently say something like that is so inherently absurd to anyone who's covered this at all. Anyone who's read about it for a moment would know that that's a completely absurd statement. But he's doing that with the authority of the presidency of the United States. Mm -hmm. And you realize that, you know, we've learned this lesson with more on trivia often. It's like you think, well, I don't understand. You know, the rates have gone up. He said he was going to go down. How can people believe it? He said, you want your doctor, you can keep your doctor. How do people believe that? Well, because they've never considered it. There's never been a moment of thought in their life that had to do with whether this is a good policy mm -hmm. or not. They just see the president on TV. He said there's no problem, so there's no problem. And when you're dealing with that, the only way this man could possibly be elected is if that 80% of this country is so disengaged from reality that they would think that this stuff is believable. And, they, and, and, they it, and it actually, and they, and, it actually and it has happened a couple and of it times. Happened. I, 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 that wow. is, I mean, that's a, wow. that's a historically <laughs> awful moment oh for the United gosh. States of America you just gosh. watched. I, I don't know how else to... Jeez. That is a historically for somebody, awful moment for the, for the office of the president. For someone worried about his legacy, and I know he is, when historians look back on that, and they wow, see they that won't. lie. Oh my freaking gosh! That yeah. is un. But I mean, even the cost that they told us initially, which was going to be seven hundred billion, right, or seven hundred and fifty billion, definitely under a trillion. Billion. It was under a trillion. Now it's two point two trillion. Two point two trillion. Even that, we said it'll be. You know, it's going to double at least. It has. Yeah. Even that was all of it. Was true. And Mr. Opposite Man we, says. May need to put something together on that one. You yeah, know, let's play back, play definitely. back that quote, and then we'll go back through definitely. all of our predictions. Do that because I mean I'm sure there are some that uh, maybe we were off the mark on. I don't remember any off the top of my head. I can't but think of a single certainly one. there may have can't been some. He also I can't said think of one that, uh, yeah, despite the economic progress, despite the mountains of new evidence, mm -hmm. uh, his detractors' approach hasn't changed. We now know that the gloom and doom predictions that justified the budget. Three or four or five years ago, we're wrong. I can't take it. We know it. We know it was all wrong. I mean, he just he I just doesn't care. It. He just <laughs> doesn't care. He has really gotten to that Debbie Wasserman Schultz he uh, ability he, yeah. level of, of ability to just He's say anything. He's the male Debbie Wasserman Schultz. He really, he really is. 
Wow. That's uh, uh, well, well, okay. The good there news. You go. right. At least you know you never have to listen to him again. Uh, if, right. if anyone ever thought you ever had to listen to another sentence from that guy, you know, and you thought you might get some it. piece of information that was valuable, you now know that's after that statement. How could you yeah. ever believe another word of, that he says? I don't think you can. I don't know why. I mean, uh, that yeah. is. Uh, we didn't even play that on the radio today. No. I, mean, I don't know that I want to hear it ever again. I know. It's honestly, it's like, it's like watching your favorite ship, the Titanic, hit the iceberg. <laughs> is what that that thing felt like to me. Was yeah. unbelievable. How? Seriously, that was the breaking point for me right there. Yeah, that I'm, was, I'm all set. I've just snapped in half on him. I wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I'll ever recover from that Obama lie. I don't know. Like you want us, you want us to play it again coming out of the break? No. <laughs> Never. Uh, I mean, that, you said that. All right, one more time. Yeah, because we wanted more. to see it. No more. No more. Time. One more time. <laughs> Please don't. Um, really bad. We I mean, adhere no, to no. a set of abstract principles, yeah, okay. even mm -hmm. though they hurt the middle class. Mm -hmm. Then they should make the case. Should make the case because we've never made a case. Show us. Prove, show them. Prove it to us. Prove it. If they believe it's time to end the social contract that sustains so many of us, the social. basic bargain of shared sacrifice. And shared responsibility. Own What's it. Social and make the argument. Contract. What do, what you do we, can't credibly that, claim yeah, that this vision is about helping yeah, working no, families that, get that's ahead, that's or that this budget's a path to prosperity. Okay, listen. It's the to same this. argument I'm having. No. Healthcare. It was one thing for them to argue against Obamacare mm -hmm. before it was put in place. Right. Every prediction they've made about it turned out to be wrong. Oh my God. See, so it's oh. working better than even I expected. Oh. If that's but it doesn't true. matter. Oh. Doesn't matter. Oh, Evidence be damned. That hurts, man. Got to be kidding. It's still a disaster. Well, why? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's on. The truth is, the budget they, that they're putting forward and the theories they're putting forward are a path to prosperity that for those who've already prospered. And you know what I love about this too? He's talking about Democrat policies. Behind him is uh, the City Club of Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland is a city with 60 years of Democrat rule, and it, they probably have one of the highest poverty rates in the country. They do. I mean, in the top ten. They're one of the one of the biggest uh, uh, violent crime cities. One of the worst for poverty. I mean, Democrat policies have failed everywhere they're tried, and he's standing there telling you that this social contract or whatever it is they worked out with you is working perfectly. That is, uh, I mean, it's absolute, it's, it's psychopathic. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Can, we, can we move on? Can we please? Because I can. Do something that's kind of fun. Yeah. You uh, want to do something fun? Yeah. You, did you watch this this morning? Were you watching C-SPAN when this occurred? It's really funny. Were you just, on, you were just locked on C-SPAN this morning and really just happened funny. to see it? Or were you no, I saw that? a clip of it. This is uh, from C-SPAN. Someone called it. See if you can pick up what he's actually doing. Apparently, the people on the show didn't pick it up right away. Watch. <laughs> this Los Angeles, California, Republican line. Here is Jack. Go ahead. Hi, good morning. Uh, I'm Jack Strickland. I just want to make it clear, first of all, I'm calling from Bel Air, California, but I am originally from Philadelphia, specifically West Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, I was actually discussing this issue with a friend of mine recently while I was in Philly. It occurred on the basketball court. Uh, at some point during the conversation, a couple of guys who were up to no good essentially started causing trouble in my neighborhood. 
I got in one little fight, and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Uh, again, for the first 45 minutes, Iran negotiations, how much influence uh, should Congress have? And if you want to give us a call and uh, give your thoughts on uh, Well done. That's, that's, that's nicely done. I actually think he could have gone longer with it if he didn't go the exact words of the song. Yes. Of he, course, yeah. yeah, but that was the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. that he, he, the only thing he didn't do he put the word essentially in there and that's the only thing that uh he added to it well and towards I, the end it's pretty it, powerful man it's pretty powerful well but he didn't do the exact lyrics though because he said uh you know i want to be sure that i you know that i'm in bel-air <laughs> uh and i used yeah. to be a philadelphia specifically right. Westville. That's yeah, not for at the, the beginning but and then that, but then he lapses then into he laps the into exact it, right. words i think if he started with that and kept funny. going with that initial approach it could have gone on for another two minutes before they had any idea i don't think they had the only when it started rhyming did they actually get yeah, the hint that that I, I, you know i mean i, I don't know <laughs> i would have gotten it either until that point yeah what until they started rhyming it i mean it, yeah because because it started we were you know, essentially, we were, uh, they were up to no good and started making trouble in my neighborhood. At that moment, I think yeah. they knew. A friend of mine and I were on the basketball court when essentially uh, a couple of people came by and started causing trouble in my neighborhood, and I realized they were up to no good. Let's watch that yeah. one more time. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really well done. And uh, my Los Angeles, California, that. Republican line. Here is Jack. Go ahead. Hi, good morning. Uh, I'm Jack Strickland. <laughs> I just want to make it clear, first of all, I'm calling from Bel Air, California, but okay. I am originally from Philadelphia, specifically <laughs> West telling the story. Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, I was actually discussing point. this issue with a friend of mine recently while I was in Philly. Mm -hmm. It occurred on the basketball court. Uh, <laughs> at some point during the conversation, a couple of guys who were up to no good essentially started causing trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight, and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Uh, again, for the first 45 minutes, around negotiations, how much influence uh, should Congress have? That's fantastic. That's really is. I love that. That's fantastic. That's, of course, that's right up my alley. Yes. That, that hits oh me where I live. Yeah, that's the that Pat Gray really. I yeah. mean, and they, he basically stole that from you. <laughs> Really, why are you doing that? 4.07 in the morning, you're calling C-SPAN, just messing with them, yep. with the French Prince of Bel Air Open. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know, but, it, but that's it funny. It good. Just for laughs. Really funny. Just for good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I, good we stuff. used to make up. I could watch that again. That was good. It was good. I used to make calls like that. <laughs> so that type of show is the one you can get on to. Absolutely. Because yeah. they just, they're not yeah. screening calls. They're just letting anybody on. You know, you try to do that to a real show, and you have trouble. But we used to just, <laughs> we used to call, there's two people we used to call. We used to call one sports radio network um with really bad points about sports and like bring up really random players that had nothing to do with anything important and like go into long dissertations about the you know the form of their hook shot and, and all this ridiculous stuff and see how long we can stay Just on the air going. i also used to do it to the, to the it, long this is this is, is that the fan you did that with no no this is like some other oh. sports network thing that i don't even think exists anymore um but the my friend it was it had to be during college because my friend, who uh, Dan, who works here now, mm -hmm. um, he went to a college in Pennsylvania, and he got the station. So I, we would call, to, we would listen to it, and the, and then you'd call, to, and then you'd hear the other person just randomly call in. With the, well, you didn't even know it was coming. You'd just be listening to the show, and all of a sudden, you know it was the other person. <laughs> you just get on so easily. Uh, the other one was that that like, crazy like older lady who does some like socialist show. Do you know what I'm talking? About? I don't know if we've ever played a clip from her before. It's like. Um, 
it's not called, I want to say it's called the Democrat Underground or something oh, like wow. that. But she's on, like, public broadcasting stations. Have you ever seen this lady? Mm, I think so. Ah, what the heck is the name of the stupid show? And, and she's just nuts. And this is before I was into politics, but, you know, I would just call up because you could get on the air with her. And she's just this, you know, lady who would let you essentially say anything. God, I wish now I could find some of those calls. We would just call her over mm. and over and over and over and over again and start off normal points and then break into something ridiculous, and then she'd hang up on us and get pissed. It was like Bart Simpson calling, calling yeah. Moe's. Yeah. I mean, it's that level. So. Uh, Brian Whitman, who is our, our friend and, uh, and a talk show host, yeah. and, and a fairly liberal one, but he, he's very good at impressions, and he's, he's a funny guy. He used to call Bob Grant, who was legendary in New York City. In fact, he's the guy who got, uh, Glenn got sick, twisted, freak from. And get off my phone. Get off my phone. And get off my phone, because Bob Grant kind of originated that. Uh, Although Grant would say it seriously. Right. Yes, sick, freak. Uh, Get off my phone. Yes, sick, twisted, freak. And so Brian used to call him and just say the most ludicrous things. And Grant would be pissed, and he'd, get off my phone, you sick, twisted. And then Brian would interrupt him with, Bob, what is it? Just one more thing. <laughs> okay, go ahead, you freak. You turned me on. <laughs> really? <laughs> he got him with that uh, 30 times. I don't know. What's, and it was just yeah, what's really you know funny. You're in? We used to really call this funny. guy that uh, was on the air just dying for calls, not in delay. It was a little crappy AM station. And so whenever he started talking to his board op producer, the girl, when he started talking to her, that's when you'd call, because they would just put you on hold then. Mm-hmm. There were screening mm-hmm. calls, she would be talking to him on the air, so the phone would ring, and she would just put and you on she's hold. she's the only other person in there, so yeah, no it's just those two, calls. So, yeah, yeah, just put you on hold. So as soon as then he sees he's got a call, and he stops talking and to her, and he goes to the call, and you hear right. the phone click, and goes, hello, you're on the air, and that's when you hang up. <laughs> he would get so, why do you even call? Why do you even call here? So, <laughs> so then he'd have to awkwardly get back into the conversation with the girl that he just bailed out of for something more important. Oh, God, it's so funny. Don't I mean, try, again, don't I, try that at home. Don't try that. At home. Probably no, not again. It's, 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 not nice. it's something that every radio guy did when they were young. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. you learn when you get in the industry that it's actually, you know, you can't do it to any, any show that anyone it's, hears. It's hard. Which just it's sucks, hard. you know. Yeah, but, right. You know. You're up at 4.07 on C-SPAN, yeah, 4.07 a.m. And they'll put C-SPAN. you right on with no delay. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Up over at MSNBC, uh, Al Sharpton's top MSNBC producer uh, left, <laughs> just jumped ship. Uh, they're losing the creator and executive producer. Uh, I think more, more from shame than anything else. Guy <laughs> just said, "Okay, this is. I mean, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to. Uh, oh, the humanity." After a 12-year tenure with MSNBC Politics Nation executive producer. Matt Saul is leaving for a producing gig at Bloomberg TV. 
Yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah, certainly, uh, anything wonderful. other than Al Sharpton is probably a good step. Oh, I, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Seriously. I mean, you could do the barking Jingle Bell doll, dogs, and that would be a step up. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's even a discussion right? there. No. Uh, speaking of Jingle Bell dogs, um, we, we have kind of our own version of that. Apparently, there's a dog... Uh, <laughs> there's a dog that listens to the show every day, or at least the open of the show, right, in, in somebody's home. And uh, the dog was taped singing uh, the Glenn Beck radio <laughs> jingle. And uh, I haven't seen this yet. Have you seen this? Yes, I have seen it. You see this? Did you read about He's this? He's definitely seemingly reacting to the song. Apparently one of only two songs that uh, the dog reacts to. I don't know what the other oh, one really? is. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, watch. It's kind of funny. All right. Yeah. Here we go. That's fun. I, I love it when dogs do that. <laughs> that's that's kind of fun. He apparently reacts that way too to "I Can Only Imagine" and "How Great Is Our God," and then the Glenn Beck radio jingle. It's <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> so I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder is there must be some tone in there that's similar to the other two songs, and he just feels like he's got to join in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that means he likes it. Or it's causing him pain. <laughs> what would you joke. think? I, I don't know. I'm Maybe sure. I've heard German shepherds are mostly liberal. Uh, so really, yeah, very very progressive dogs. Well, they're from Germany. Uh huh. So yeah, they got that European streak in them. Right. Uh, so uh, they, as you know, the right and left in Europe is different than the right and left here, and maybe he's pissed off about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, I like this. Uh, I mean, this is something. This is uh, Jeffy brought this to the table, and I thought this was. Uh, I mean, he. He brought this to the table as the biggest story of the day, which is when you bite into a Thin Mint, you probably aren't wondering where it comes from. I'm probably not wondering where it comes from? No. Of course no, not. No, it wouldn't. It comes from the Girl Scouts. Right. But, but there are two bakers, and they make two different Thin Mints. Yeah. Wait. Um, it's true. What? Yeah. yeah. Now, look, here's the picture of them. And, okay. and to me, I know when, I'm, when I want a Thin Mint, I know exactly which one I'm getting. Oh, I, I want the one on the right. The one, the one with the chocolate on it. Yeah. The yes. other one is not a Thin Mint. Yeah. That is not a Thin Mint. I don't know what that is, but don't try to pass that off on me. No. It's the one on the right, not the one on the left. Am I right? Yeah. Totally. It's richer, correct, smoother, but, chocolate right. coating, distinct peppermint taste. Yes. Crunchy, the other one, crunchier with more mint than chocolate yeah. in each bite. No. No. They both cost 16 cents per bite. Uh, they both are 40 calories. Uh, the other, the one on the right, a little bit more in uh, total fat, uh, less in sugar, and uh, less in protein. So they're saying that uh, mm. Orange County gets the crunchier Thin Mints, right. the, the, the ones on the left. Los on Angeles purpose? gets the smoother ones. Dallas gets Samoas, but Fort Worth gets Caramel, caramel Delights. Now, right. those mm. look, I always thought they were called Samoas, and someone mm. had told me at one point 
that uh, they don't call them Samoas because they're offensive. I don't know if that's actually true. And obviously, what? I would obviously, obviously no, not this. It's just a cookie. How's that? I don't know. I guess the name is and Samoa. Is a place you can't name a cookie after a place? No. Uh, there's a macadamia nut. Is that also? There's never been a place named macadamia nuts. Uh, uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Samoas are the ones I remember getting when I when I was yeah, a kid. Although the caramel delights, they look pretty. They look pretty they similar. Although the color looks a little bit darker for the uh, Samoas, and we that's probably part deceived. of the racism. I'm getting pissed. We're getting dis we're being yeah. deceived. It all depends on where you buy them. I, I will tell you the truth. I'm not that big into Girl Scout cookies anyway, but I don't like being tricked this way. I do like the Samoas quite like a it. bit. I'm you a do? fan of the Samoas, yeah. Big I like the Thin Mints, I too. I actually think they're really good. I, I like them because there's coconut. Oh, I, you don't like them. I know they have their little Gross. calorie count on here, but uh, that's pretty much the last thing I look at. Oh, yeah, yeah don't, don't care, care about, about that at all. Don't care about that. How about this one? Florida... Most of Florida gets tagalongs, yeah. but Orlando gets peanut butter patties. Peanut butter patties. Now right? I, I I feel like I ate the peanut butter patties. Me back too. In the day. I think so. Well, we have the tag I've never heard of tagalongs. I was in Florida for a long time. We had the tagalongs. Tagalongs. Hmm. I've never even heard of that. But the tagalongs have more layers of peanut butter inside. Think about it. The other one has a vanilla flavor, lighter peanut butter layer. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had the uh, peanut butter one. So they now, both cost the same. Yeah. Uh, the tagalongs have five more calories. So uh, obviously, mm. uh, we're going to take a quick uh, taste <laughs> test of all th all of these now. And uh, well, we see. have to. Where's the Girl Scout cookies? Bring them up. Bring them out, and we'll see which one we like better. I mean, I thought that was actually a mandate from the show bylaws that when we talk about a food product, it's in the, the Constitution. Is provided on the Remember program. when we did the Constitution for the show, and that was part of it. And uh, so I'm pissed right now. Yeah, we don't really pay attention. to <laughs> We never we actually ratified yeah. the Constitution. Did we never ratify the Constitution? No, because uh, the people kept uh, voting in things that we didn't like. That's and as true. dictators, I believe uh, you could call it dictators. Uh, I believe uh, the audience called you tyrants. They could call us whatever they want. Man, that doesn't the peasants, change the fact. The people. That, I mean, uh, first of all, everything we've ever said <laughs> is true. <laughs> That's and, true, uh, and we've ever. never we've never lied. Never we've, lied. All the predictions of horrific behavior come true. have not come true. Right, all and that. we when we said that we weren't going to do, um, in fact, this is this is a fact. When we said we weren't going to do the dumb James K. Polk Tuesday, <laughs> we actually we, stuck. To we it. actually stuck to it. Um, this is a peanut butter sandwich and dosey -si dose. Oh, there's more. I've had yeah. dosey -si dose before. I've had the dosey -si dose too. That's what I remember. I don't know if I've had either of those. Oh, oh yeah. God, oh so yeah. Uh, dosey -si dose are crunchy and buttery, with a stronger peanut butter taste. Yeah. Uh, the other one's more crisp than crunchy. Peanut butter taste is more rounded out. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> what does that mean? So here they are. You'd be able to tell the difference, Natasha. Oh yeah, and for and me. I've done, now. I've done shortbread, not trefoils. I've done shortbread as well. Yeah. Trefoils or trefoils? Sweeter, almost vanilla taste Truffles. for the shortbread. Tastes more buttery on the trefoils. Trefoils? Trefoils? Anyone know? Oh, lemonade. Oh, you know what? I The other day, uh, we ordered some Girl Scout cookies, and I got lemonades for lemonades? the first time. Yeah. I had never had those before. Those uh, are shortbread cookies with lemon flavor. Savannah Smiles. I've had the Savannah Smiles, I think. Um, I like those, mm. those little, I like the that little looks lemon. looks pretty good. They're things. dusted in powdered sugar. Good. Natasha, can we, can we get those hurts. brought in so we can taste them? Which one, do you, which one is going to be better? Is it going to be the, the lemonades or is it going to be the, which one do you think is, we can just try, you don't even have to guess because we can just try them ourselves. Yeah. If, in if fact, just, just give us a blind taste test. Just bring them all see if we can Yeah, you might as well. You don't, we, don't, we, don't, we shouldn't have to call for each individual cookie. Just bring all the cookies out. All of them. And then we'll just, we'll, we can handle the segment. As we, as we eat them, we, um. 
She doesn't seem to be coming. She doesn't even seem to be moving right now. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything There's no happening table. here. Where's the table? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. We actually do have a spoons segment coming up. We do? Yeah, we actually do. <laughs> yeah. I told my I originally told my wife uh, no to the segment. And then uh, she laughed out loud at me. She LOL. Yeah. Oh yeah, your uh, wife doesn't respect you in any way. No one does. Not. No one does. It's funny that I don't know that she was actually I she brought it home as a joke. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out uh, not to be a well, joke. Not to, but yeah, because yesterday mm -hmm. she came home and so, she had been, this is a separate, aside from the spoon mm -hmm. segment, mm -hmm. but she had gone to a uh, doctor's office. Yeah. And in a drawer, when the doctor opened it, there was a uh, wristband that said, uh, had DNR on it, uh, do not resuscitate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she brought that home for me. <laughs> <laughs> really? And she said, "Look, I thought that would be funny." Oh, funny! Uh, funny. You know what? Yeah. That would be hilarious. Shouldn't she? Didn't he wear that? I don't. <laughs> I don't think it was that funny. The good thing wow. about wearing one of those all the time is if you just fall down and like bang your head, it's over. <laughs> it's all over. They just put dirt, they put dirt right on top of you. Yeah. You should give it a shot. Honey, do you know what that stands for? Oh yeah. Huh. Your wife wants you dead. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize that. And she's going to prove that she wants us all dead here in just a moment. As mm -hmm. She's made an unbelievable oh. treat for us to try, and I can't wait to do so. We'll do that on the other side here. Spoons, uh, special wins? Thursday spoons. Thursday. We need a Tuesday spoons and a Thursday spoons this week. Spoons, coming up next. A very Yum. special episode. Punky Brewster's Cousin Kudushoa. <laughs> There you go, uh, Spoons, a delicious segment where we try out the foods that are important for you to know about because, mm -hmm. of, because science. Because science? Because science. Science dictates, science yeah, mandates. Yeah, or just because science. Because science. Okay. Uh, the latest is a creation. Now, did your wife invent this? Or? No, she read about it somewhere, and she said, oh, man, I should make this for you guys. And I was like, no. Uh, and, then and then we she, were like, she yes. laughed. She doesn't. Right. She doesn't listen. No, to she you. didn't listen. No. Uh, here's what happens. Um, this is a chocolate chip cookie with a, an Oreo cookie baked inside. You can see the process. We have some pictures uh, as well. Look at that. Look at that. You can split that wide open and let the butter bake right in. Remember that? Remember the uh, home pride home butter, top top butter top. There you go. There's, there's we split the top and we let the cookies bake right in. So here's the uh, the play by play. Mixture. Yep. Okay. Into the mixer there. All right. So and you've got. Uh, oh. oh yeah. This yeah. is where. So you can do an each individual one. Look at that. Uh huh. Or just a, so it's just a little bit of dough on each side, not much. <laughs> uh, see the. And then it bakes yeah. right over the side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Oh wow. And then there they are. Oh, yeah, there's oh. one of them. You can mm -hmm. see the Oreo cookie. Mm -hmm. so, so she made a few. Yeah, she made a few, and here we go. Uh, we're going to try uh, like some of these. Uh, 84 in here? Well, she made one tray, and I, I was at the tray like uh, one tray. I haven't gotten to the important part yet. These are, <laughs> <laughs> are the worst. 
because we're looking at the pictures of her making it, you actually take that time to eat the cookie. I thought yeah. we were. I thought he was actually going to wait this time. It's a tradition. It is a tradition, but that's not. They look like UFOs, by the way. Yeah, mm -hmm. they do. They're kind of cool. You want one here, Jeff? I have not. Oh, I haven't reached I haven't the important one, part yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Because your wife I made them. One. Yeah, I know. And I, I said, no, I, I don't want one warm coming out of the oven, honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those fingers mm. holding, the, holding the cookie there in the picture, those aren't mine. Oh, wait, your fingers touch these things? No, the one I ate. Oh, okay. I mean, didn't eat. I mean, if I were you, I wouldn't, let, I wouldn't eat anything on your fingers either, but... Uh -huh. um, it's good. <laughs> That's delicious. I yeah. So if you have an opportunity. You know what you could do then? After you bake these, mm -hmm. is drop them in a deep fat fryer. Mm. <clears throat> Fry them, pull them out, dump some powdered sugar on them. Get some extra really vitamins. With these? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that I would ever do this ever, but I'm just saying some people might. Mm -hmm. Is when they're warm, mm -hmm. right out of the oven, mm -hmm. put them in a bowl and put some ice cream on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And the ice cream melts. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. You wouldn't do that, obviously. No, 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 no. please. That's... That would be unhealthy for you to do oh, that. Yes. Horrible. Being a fat man, you Horrible. wouldn't want to make it worse. No, thank you. Uh, right. look, look, and can you see that? I mean, look, look at that. Look at this thing. One more. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. I mean, that is amazing. Now, I, it's that funny because like an me. Oreo to me is like, it's, yeah, I like Oreos because they're mm -hmm. cookies. But, like, mm -hmm. I'm not a huge Oreo guy. No, I'm not But either. when you bake it into a chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> it becomes... Holy Holy crap. Almost like a Rembrandt <laughs> or a uh, Monet. It's delicious. It's a work of art now. Now let's do the little little milk. Oh man, a little milk dipping. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, not really a big milk guy, but um, I bet that's good too. What? No, I don't do milk. What cream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm oh yeah. I could dip this in cream. Well, dip it in milk, <laughs> the same thing. No, yeah. it's not. It is. It's milk. Now, we did hmm? We did do the um, calories and stuff for the other cookies that we showed on the screen earlier on the yes, show. Yes, we did. So what are these? Like these 20, are like 20, these particular 40 eight. like the other ones? Like these, these are eight per, per cookie. The chocolate chip cookie mm -hmm. uh, gets you at 35. Mm -hmm. And the Oreo, I'm not sure what they were. Five. What are they, 20? So you're Maybe. at 55 calories for this. <laughs> Wow, that's not true at all. Oh, I'm sure you are. Hmm. I bet. Well, this is me. A chocolate chip cookie is probably, what do you think, 100 calories on its own? At least, no, probably more than that. You think more than that? If the one of those thin mints are 70 calories, which the I Oreo, find hard to believe. The Oreo itself is 70, I think. Just the Oreo. 70? Yeah, so probably the cookie's probably 150. We're probably like 220, 250 for oh the whole cookie. <laughs> That's got to be, you know what, they're calculating calories wrong. Um, I'm only going to eat three then. Yeah, that's, I'm not going to eat more than, than, than this, this bowl. I'm not going to have her make another batch for me to eat. I'll just no. eat this bowl, finish this up. And that's going to be it for at least a couple of hours. Yeah, oh yeah, until dinner. Yeah, well, well until I get this thing delivered. This is uh, from, uh, <clears throat> from uh, California. Do we have mm -hmm. a picture of this? This is from, uh, this is a new uh, donut invention. Oh. oh, have you seen the picture of this? I uh, haven't. It's pretty amazing. You see this? Um, you read about this? You see there this? It is. The paper there. It is. It's, it's a pop-tart donut. Oh my. Okay, that mm -hmm. looks pretty good. Yeah, I like that. It oh looks my. like a, a strawberry pop-tart, but it's not. It's a giant donut. I just want to go on record now. This is the third uh, food story mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm.
And oh, it is? The one food story that I brought to the table, uh, I created food for it. That's right. Mm -hmm. now we What's think your of, point? You know, people say we're evil dictators. We, we consider Jeffy to be the head of our military junta. <laughs> um, and I don't know why you're not enforcing on, on a, the helpless populace these policies. I, I mean, will we, say... Yeah. We passed the policies. You're supposed to be enforcing them. There is a, uh, there is a mm. uh, grocery store chain that is doing uh, uh, waffle donuts. Have you seen these? Did you no. read about these? See these in the paper? No. I don't think they were in the paper, but uh, I walk by them all the time, and they're waffles, or at least shaped like waffles, and then there's like a... Donutized. Uh, yeah, they're donutized with, uh, with a caramel glaze on top oh, wow. or a chocolate glaze on top. So... Uh, that might be okay. Yeah, Those are good. I, I, I walked by them about a hundred times, and then yesterday I thought, no, I'm going to stop and get one. And I did. And you did? And it was delicious. <laughs> and it was good. And it was so, look for it at your grocery store. Maybe they're doing, they're called Waffle Nuts, I think. Try them. Or you try you one know, of these. make one of these. Oh. Yummy. And low in calories, I'm pretty sure. Delicious. Thanks, Patty.